we're talking about drifting. Uh, we're talking, and, and just to, to, to rehash from where we've been past two weeks, if you've ever been to the beach and your mom and dad, when you were small, said, okay, go out in the water and play, but stay in front of our, our, our beach gear right here. And you, your, your chairs and umbrellas and everything sort of heaped, all your boogie boards you take but you never ride are, are sitting there. And you're running out the surf and you're playing and, uh, with, with your buddies and, and 15 minutes pass or you don't even know how, how much time passes and you look up and your parents are gone. They've abandoned you. Have you ever felt that before, Right. And you're sitting there, you're, you're panicked, you look around, and to your left you see your, your mom or dad or whoever you came with is going, hey, come back, come back over here. And you're like, well, what, well, what, why, why'd you move? And, and what you didn't know was that slowly every time that you jumped in the water as you were in it and flowed up and down, you would slowly drift further, further away from where you were supposed to be. And that's what this pure... Purity deal is all about. We live in a world that the current, it used to be slower. The drift wasn't quite as much, but it's still enough that you don't even, even know you're being pulled, but you're being pulled at a fast rate of speed away from where God wants you to be. God's saying, hey, stay here. Stay in front of, of my beach chairs. This is my path. This is where I want you to be, and you're being pulled. And two weeks ago, we talked about your self-worth. Your self-worth cannot be found in a guy. It cannot be found in a girl. It cannot be found in your mom and dad. It cannot be found in your athletic achievement. It's got to be found in Christ and what God thinks of you. And as we looked at the text, man, God thinks the world of you. If you were to hold the clumps of sand in your hand, 710,000 grains of sand would be in your, your, your two handfuls of sand. And God thinks of you, it says in the word of God, way more than that. So understand, we find our self-worth in Christ, in God. And then this past week, we talked about being unequally yoked. And that has nothing to do with the, 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 the color of one's skin and everything to do with the condition of one's heart. Okay, so It's been used and abused in the wrong ways, in a lot of ways. But it's saying, God's saying, hey, you need to be, be linked in with believer. If you're a believer in Christ, the only match that will work with you is another believer in Christ. That, that doesn't mean churchgoer. Hey, he goes to a church. He actually goes to a good church. It d- doesn't mean that. It means they go to a church. They're involved in that church, but they love G- Jesus. And that's what, at your age, you are going, beginning to look that way on, on, on what am I supposed to look for in a mate, in a guy or girl. And the point is this, don't settle. The world is going to say, oh, it's just this is all you've got. This is what you've got to take. Don't settle. Demand, raise the bar, demand this, expect this. And you can see God do amazing things. If you know what I look like and you've seen my life, God does amazing things. Now, um, we're at a a new part tonight here, uh, which we're going to talk about, this third thing, to pre- prevent the drift. We're trying to say what can, 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 can keep us in front of, of, of God and uh, his truth. First of all, what we're going to base this on is, is the word of God. Uh, in, this are, uh, in this one book, there are six, 66 books. It's bro- broken up into two parts. One's called the Old Testament and one's called the New very, y'all are amazing scholars at this point, okay? The Old Testament has 39 books in it. The New has 27 books in it. 
It's written by how many different authors? Anybody know? 40-ish, right? Because some are, are not quite sure. 40-ish authors in a span of 1,500 years, in a very wide span. I don't know if any of you have lived that long. Probably not. I don't think so. Very wide wide span, and it's, it's cohesive in its point and what it says, and it talks about a God who is per, per, perfect without flaw, that is, that is holy and pure and just. It talks about man who is sinful, who chooses sin, rebels against God, and runs away from him. And we go, oh, if Eve just hadn't eaten of the fruit, well, man, we, we, have, we have done just as much every day, running against God. Man is sinful, and there's no way for man to get back, back to God. The price for our sin, death. Wait, but that's not fair. No, you understand. You chose this. The, the, what we get from our choice is death. But in this word of God, the story is that God goes, I understand you can't make it on your own, and I love you, and I'm going to give my all. And he gives his son, Jesus Christ, to be born, to live a perfect, sin, 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 sinless life, and to die on a cross as a sacrifice for your sins and mine, for those who believe and put their faith in him. And then we are, in the end, redeemed in our relationship with God. That's what this book is all about. So understand, what we read through here tonight, it's all about the same story. And some go, well, it's just a lot of books, and they don't really make sense. It's crazy how much sense they all work together. And if you don't understand it, I'd love to talk to you more about it. And if, you, if you're part of church and go, man, I just want to know more about this, man, come talk to me. Come talk to any adult in this room and say, hey, can you tell me more? Or, or this, you may not even own a Bible, and I've got some I would love to give to you for free. Just come up and, and ask. Now, the, the Bible is full of many war, war, warnings, and the one we're going to talk about tonight is called sexual immorality. Okay, you can't do a purity series without hitting this topic right here. Now, in the New Te- Testament, uh, of the 27 books that are there, 12 of them talk about this, this sub, 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 subject, so all, 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 almost half. In the book of Galatians 5, you don't have to, to turn there. We're going to hit these. I, I want you to see a few things that are said. It says here, 5 verse 19, Now the works of the flesh are, are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality. So works of the flesh, things that are against God. Well, the first thing it always tends to point to is this word sexual immorality. Look at Colossians 3 verse 5, and that says this, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly, in you, what is not of God in you. And it starts with sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and it goes on and on. First Corinthians six eighteen says this flee from sexual immorality. For every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. And the word flee there is like your your village is being attacked and and oh, overrun, and if you don't run with everything that you have, they will catch you and, and, and kill you. It is running for your life. And the Word of God says, hey, when you have this stuff, 
flee, run away as fast as you can. And we live in a world where that's just not what the world says to do. We live in a place where in the church, many say, ah, I know it says that, but look at this in, in, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3. But among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because there are uh, they are those are improper for God's holy pe- pe- people. Some uh, not not even a hint. Now now uh, I've got I've got a hint of gray in my hair up here, right? Just just a smidge. It used to be a lot less. And when I would I've got a, my hair's getting long actually for me. And when I would go get it cut, they would cut all the gray out. So there would be I'm like oh there we go there I'm back again. Now they cut it out and they just. They've got to like, like rip my scalp to, to, to get the, all the gray out. So there's still always just a hint. So when you talk about not a hint, being not a smidge, not even a, not, not even a touch of sexual immorality. Now, those, I've run through those. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of loud right now. Sorry, this is sort of how I am right now. Um, is, is this an important issue to God? It is so... I think all issues are important to him. But when he, when he says, hey, beware of this. Hey, flee from this. Hey, don't do this. Hey, look out for this. Hey, abstain from this. And that's all the same word. Dude, that's, that's a big deal. Partly he knows it is a big sin. And also he knows that many are apt to fall into it. And not just fall into it, but stay, stay in it. And this can wreck you for the rest of your life. Life. Now, some also may think in this room, man, that, that is strict. Do you know the world that we live in? If I am really going to try to live that way, do you know what I'm going to look like? Yes, I know exactly what you're going to look like. And some will think you're a, a, a dork, you're a hip, 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 hypocrite, that you are a loser, you're a freak. I totally understand what it will, will cost you. Is it worth it? You don't even understand how much it's worth it. If I could just, there's so no words that can convey to you. Uh, I could have, for adults who are walking with the Lord, if I were to have them just to pour out their heart to you, go, man, I came from this, don't do this. They would weep for you to understand what a big deal this is. Uh in the world we live in, sexual immora- immorality is all over the place. I was on Fox News, Fox News yesterday, and an article came up on Fox News. And let me just show it to you here. Uh, okay, Black China having a baby with 18-year-old boyfriend she met on Christian dating site. There's four... 170 things wrong with that statement, okay? Uh, um, she's 29, just to let, to let you know. She's had two, two kids from two other guys. Uh, this might be a rumor. If one I heard today, this may not be true. Uh, I would read what is in it, but I can't because it's, it's disgustingly grotesque. And, and this is the world that we live in. I was like, Christian dating site? Seriously? Christian mink, 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 mingle is, is where they met. Great. 
thank you so much. It's hard enough for us to make a name for, to take a stand and make a name for ourselves. And they sort of slap that thing on. Can we please take that off, please? There you go. Thank you so much. Um, in the Word of God, when God says it over and over, it's not just a suggestion. It's not just a command, but it's a warning. It's, it's, a, it's a shout to wake up. We have got to wake up and see that this stuff in the world around us is a big deal. There, the, um, there's a culture in, in college, which is termed the hookup cult, 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 culture. That means that, that you meet someone uh, when you're at college, you, you, you go out plan to, to meet them that night, and you just plan to have sex with them. And if you live, those people, and there's many that live that life, can I tell you, they lose so much of themselves. They lose so much in a potential marriage when they jump into that lifestyle. And I just want you all, and we're in, let's jump in the text here. We're in First Thessalonians chapter 4. I know we've been in text some. I'm gonna, we're going to bust through this, so don't think, oh, he's just starting. No, this is just some clear-cut truth. Respond to it, and, um, and let's live lives set apart for Christ. First uh, Thessalonians ch- chapter 4, we're going to be in verses 1 through 8. And as we read this main part of our text, I'm going to ask you all to stand. With just a, re- a reminder to us in honor of God's holy and perfect word. And this is what it says, beginning in verse 1. Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Je- Jesus that as you received from us how you ought to walk, and to please God, just as you, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the, the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress, that means to sin against, and wrong his brother in this matter. Because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. For God has not called us for impure impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, who, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God, who gives his, his Holy Spirit to you. Let's pray one more time. Dear God, I thank you for your word. Lord, we just need you in this place uh, to speak to us, uh, to um, guide us, to give us the resolve uh, and the boldness and courage to follow you, whatever it takes, to make a stand, whatever it takes. For in Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, everybody, have a seat. Now, I love verse 1 and 2 here. He's talking to a group, and this is what he says in verse 1. He says this, hey, hey. You know the truth of God, one that we taught you, and two that you accepted. So if they accepted it, that means they follow it. Not, not just like if I were to teach a truth to you, I teach it. You learn that truth, but then when you apply it to your life, that w- that's when you accept that truth. That truth becomes real in your life. That's the goal I have when I come to, 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 to speak in the edge. I want at least one truth for you to grab and to accept, to begin to live out. And he says, hey, hey. First of all, you, you, we, we taught you, you accepted it, uh, and you're, you're following it. And then he says this. He says, man, keep doing it more and more. 
Keep it up. God, what you're doing, yeah, don't stop. And there's some of you right now that when on the issue I'm talking about right now, your bar is raised right here going, yep, this is, my, my stand, stand, standard is high. I, it's, it's not going to bend or break. But things of the world are going to come and pound on that bar trying to knock it down going, hey, you're not better than anybody else. You just need to be like everybody else. You're going to have bad weeks. You're going to have some bad months. And, and for some, it's going to mean, I just want someone to love me. And that bar is going to be rocked and dropped down lower. And he's saying, hey, hey, guys, the truth I taught you, hey, don't stop. Don't stop. you got to keep fighting more and more. The drift is going on. The only way for you to, to stay where you're supposed to be is to understand your self-worth in Christ, to understand who God's called you to be and who you're supposed to look for. And it's also what we're going to talk about tonight is for you to be under self-control. So he's saying, hey, keep it up. And then it says this in verse 3. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain or flee from sexual immorality. Do you want to know God's will for your life? That's one of the top three things I've ever been asked by, by you. Man, I just want to know God's will for my life. Straight up simple. God wants you to be sanctified, which means to be set apart. That, that, that means to be more like him, much more like him than like the world. That, mean, that means to be whole, whole, holy. That is God's will for your life. What will it cost you? It can cost you a lot of temporary fun. But when you keep fighting to be sanctified and to live for Christ, you're going to get, get past where folks have all wrecked and go, dear God, thank you so much. I didn't crash there. So be set apart. So point one, this is the, the first truth I want you to get. The, the word of God says this. We'll just say I've said it 40 times tonight, not counting my stutter. It says abstain from sexual immorality. That, that, that means stay away from it. Don't do it. Now, what exactly is sexual immorality? I'm, I don't have a chart, no pictures. Praise, praise God. But this is, what it, this is what it is. First of all, it's sex outside of marriage. God created sex. Sex is good and holy inside this, this bond of marriage. Okay, God made it to be something special between a man and wife just to be, be between these, these two. So, first of all, sexual immorality is, is, is anything sexual outside of this commitment of marriage that is blessed by God. Now, the word in the Greek for sexual immorality is the word pornea. Pornea. I wonder what word we get, we get that from, we, we, we use in the English language, right? Pornography, porn. Okay, that, that's where we get the word. It, so, so, when... When you, even when you say that word, you're talking about sexual immorality. That's what the word is. Now, let's expand it a bit because some people go, well, okay, so it's just not sex outside of marriage, but it's a lot more, more than that. This is what it is because it deals with impurity. and um, It's any fit, fit, physical intimacy outside the biblical bond of marriage. That's one. Two, it's porno, porno, pornography or, or porn. That's that's online, that's on phones, that's, that's, that's pictures, that's whatever. This is, this is all a part of the clear teaching of God. It's, uh, um, 
a movie or a TV show, for that matter, that's explicit. And, and they used to not be near as bad as I think they are now. I mean, the commercials now are embarrassing. you got to change it for this awesome show, and that's how they sort of sell the show. That it can be sexual immorality. You go, well, if I, if I watch that, and I, yeah, yeah, because as you watch that, as you let these things into your life, understand this bar that you've got here is going to do this. And you'll be like, I had no idea I was lowering the bar, but you will. You, 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 you let enough of this stuff in, that bar is going to drop, and you won't even know it. It's, uh, it's, 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 you, you, you gawk at a girl or a guy, guy at the beach. That, that's, that, that's, that's lust. That's sexual immorality. It's a, uh, it's a ha- hamburger commercial on TV that doesn't have a hamburger in the whole commercial, just about. Right? I mean, there's some commercials you're like, what are they selling? I don't understand. And then it says something like, like butter. Like everybody loves butter. And you're like, they're smoking something. It's crazy. Um, so it's, it, it's a wide range, range of things. If, if you want to know more, talk to your mom and dad about it. That'd be great. They love the conversation tonight. Uh, hey, what do you think? Uh, Pastor Dan said we had to ask you. Uh, at, one, one thing I like to ask is, at what point does funny cancel out sin? Okay, at what point does funny cancel out sin? Because a few years, years ago in my, in my group, there was a movie out um, that was, I think it was Hangover was the name of the, the movie. And I, I've, I haven't ever seen the movie, but I heard there were some pretty raunchy scenes. And I had quite a few of my youth group, uh, leaders in my youth group, go and see it. And they were like, man, but that is so, it was so funny. And I remember going, how does that make things okay? Because it tends to, TV shows, well, it, you, it had some bad parts, but man, this part was really funny. At what point do we go, Oh, you know what? Does God want me to, 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 to watch through this just to laugh at that? We can lie, lie to ourselves. It, we do it all the time. Oh, it's it's okay. That bar gets lower. I, I had no idea. I had no idea what what low, low, lowered the bar. In truth, you lower the bar. With decisions that we make, we lower this bar. So first of all, abstain from it. God, God's word's clear. And I know you're like teenager, and you're like, man. But all of a sudden, you know, girls were gross, and now girls are whoa. You know, I understand there's weird stuff that is going on in your life. I'm so glad I'm not there anymore. Praise God for you. But God says, I don't care what you're going through. Abstain from it. You want to be better off. You want to know what God's will is for your life. Abstain from it. Oh, okay. But my friends are, I know, and they're going to pay a great cost. So try to tell them, try to try to try to tell them, hey, man, God's got something better for you. God's got a bigger plan. Okay, verse four. Let's jump to verse four, and this is what it says: that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God. Point one: abstain. Point two: control yourself. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Oh, oh, right? 
We know that. It's one of the fruits. That means if God's spirit is in you, if you put your faith in Christ, those fruits, all those things become a part of who you are. Well, I don't think I can do it. Yes, you can. Talk to friends who are walking with Christ, uh, men who you can count on to hold you accountable, and begin to walk with Christ how he wants you to walk. The, um, um, this is a, a statement. A teenager who has no self-control will become an adult who has no self, self, self-control. Teenager who has no self-control will become an adult who has no self-control. Now's the time you learn self-control. You, you live it out. And when you live it out now, you're going to live it out later. Later, the odds are greatly for it. Don't be like, well, I'm just going to wait. Uh, you know, now's not the time. I'm going to experiment now. Now's not, not the time for it. God says abstain, and he says control yourself. Why do we need to control ourselves? Because the Spirit of God is, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God is living inside of you, and he convicts you, he guides you, he speaks to you, Man, there's a time he spoke to me, and he's spoken to me a lot, I think, throughout my life in different times where I've been nudged to do this or nudged to do that, and I've, I've not obeyed him. You know, in my life, I've done a lot of things wrong. Uh, you know, a, a 14-year-old should never flick off his dad uh, and then have his dad almost kill him, uh, but that, that, that was well-earned. Uh, a 15-year-old should, should never tell his mom, that she's pathetic and make her cry. And I did that. Uh, she'd never sneak out of the house, and I did it three times. I got caught four times. Don't ask me how. Uh, so I've done a lot of things wrong, but I want to share one story of something that I did right. Uh, and this is not to boast in me, because in truth, it's the, one of the best things I could have ever done. And this is what it was. Uh, I've been, been married now to my wife for like, it'll be t- t- 23 years this year. And we were, yeah, woo need to for that. They're like, she put up you for, for that long? Yeah, I know. She's special. Um, <clears throat> we were dating for just a couple months, and I liked her a lot. And I'd gone off to... To, to school because God called me to be a youth pa- 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 pastor. And so I was at the school to study. I'd met her, uh, and I knew she was something special. Just a few months we'd been, been dating, took everything. Was, I was taking it really slow uh, because I just wanted to honor God. And it came to a night where you're like, you know what? I didn't want to honor God that night. I... I I, I wanted to do more than what God would, would, would want me to do. We, we, we kept things really pure, and I, I felt it. And I, and I remember I stopped before anything occurred, and I said, Michelle, I've just got to let you know something. I said, if, if I ever touch you in a way that, doesn't, that, that, that is dishonoring to God before we're married, if we, we ever do, if I ever touch you in a way, I said, we will break up at that moment, and we will never be together again. Inside my head, I was screaming at myself to shut up. 
honest to God. What are you doing? What are you doing? I remember part of me, just this, this fight inside, and I was closing the door because I knew she was a woman of God who when I spoke that out loud, she would hold me to it. And so we were t- together for two and a half years before we were married at that time. And we kept pure the entire time in the relationship. Best thing I could have ever, ever done. I haven't done a whole lot right in my life. I, I really not. But that, dude, I did it. Perfect. I've gotten to officiate 26 what, 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 weddings and, and talk with, with young people about to be married and just sort of pour into them sort of what's worked with us. And so many of them said, man, we just want to have a marriage that's sort of like, like yours. Do, do you know what helped set mine up? That moment when I said, okay, I'm, cl- I'm closing that door because I want to honor God and I want to honor her, and I did. Girls? And you need to, to fight for a guy that, that thinks like that. I've not always got it right. You need to fight for that guy. Expect the guy who's going to treat you like that. Guys, you you got to be that guy. You got you you got to be that guy that's going to say, hey, you know what? I'm I'm going to make a stand in the relationship, and I'm not going to go there ever. And God will bless you. My marriage has been fantastic, fantastic. And I think part of it is because we honored God even before we were married. Man, it's worth it. It's so worth it. Control yourself, self-control. Hardest statement I've ever said out loud in my life was that. And there was a fight, but it's worth it. Then it says this in verse 6. It says that no one transgress and wrong his brother or sister in this matter because the Lord is an Avenger in all these things, as as we told you beforehand and so, solemnly warned you. Point point one: abstain from sexual immorality. Point two: control yourself. Point three: truly, truly love others and fear God. You know what that means? If you're a believer in this room, in 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 Jesus Christ, guys, every girl in 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 this room is first your sister in Christ. You need to treat them like a sister. Girls, if you're a believer in, G- in Jesus Christ, every believer guy in this room is your brother in Christ. Treat him as a br- brother. And you know what that means? You, you look out for him. You know what? My kids sometimes can, can fight and not get along, but no one else better me- mess, mess with them. Or, or all of a sudden they, they bond up, right? That's what we do here. The body of Christ, how it's supposed to work. That's how we love each other. Do, do you know at, at your age, any age of, of students that are in this room right here, that the odds that you are dating somebody that you are going to marry are pretty low? Right? right? We believe that if you're dating someone right now. Well, I'm 11 and we are in love. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I get it. You'll probably make it. Or you're like, you're like, I proved you wrong. And you're like, but my life's awful. Yeah, so don't do anything to prove me wrong in the statement. But the odds are greatly that, that, that who, who you, you date or like right now isn't going to be the match. And, and this is my challenge for you. 
your spouse-to-be, whoever that is, whenever you find them, and don't be like trying, fighting to find them like all day long. Don't be obsessed with it because that will be an idol in your life and that will not honor God. Just, man, live your life in a way that, that is set apart, that gives God honor, and things will come together. But I don't know about you, but think about who your spouse-to-be is going to be, who's probably around your age right now, could be in this room, could be in Nebraska, wherever they are, right? They could be just someplace else. How do you want someone right now, this year, if they're dating them or they like them, to treat them right now? And I want them to, tr to treat them good. Because the truth is, if you are with someone right now, there's a great odds that they are not the one that, that God's intended with you to be for life. And you are called, you know what, to treat them like you want your spouse to be to be treated right now. Man, it is part of, of living a life that's, that's self selfless and not selfish. The world says, oh, it's all about you. It's not all about you. The... Um, This is a this is you know this is something that that I I tell the people I'm going to marry when they come and ask me hey will you officiate our wedding and um, I'll ask them how how pure is their relationship been I'll be I'll be frank in it and sometimes they're really sort of stunned and I'm not trying to be crude but I just want them to understand I don't care if you're 28 and 29 uh, if you're not 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 married. Then it's 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 against it's a rebe sinful rebellion against God. If you're, man, but you understand we're in love. You know, can we not twist the word love? God created love. Can we not say, man, I I love her, uh, and and that's why our relationship's going to another level. If someone ever says that to you, they are just wanting to use you. Am I right? Gosh, they they are. If if, they, if they're saying that and they go, man. I just want to do this because I love you. <laughs> yeah, no, don't, don't, don't fall for that. I, it, the truth is, I just wanted to do this because I just want to do this for me. That's what they're saying. That's what the truth of the statement is. Don't, I'm just getting off somewhere else. Um, I've officially, like I said, 20, 26 weddings. It might be more. I'm getting old. I don't remember things anymore. Um, but if you... Um, or with your significant other to be, you're engaged three months ago, and you're living to together. Please never ask me to officiate your wedding, because I oh, or ask me. That's better. Ask me, because I'd love to have a good talk with you. Because I'm not going to do it, and this is why it doesn't honor God. A re relationship that can't cannot. Now you might be well. We've been in one this relationship, and and we've gone this way, but we 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 set things up. I want you to know that once you've crossed a line and you say, well, we're not going to cross that line again, you're probably going to cross the line again quite a bit. Once you cross the line, that relationship's probably wrecked. Some of them can back up. Most of them can't. So there's not a lost cause. We're going to talk about that next week. You go, well, what if I've done this? Can God forgive me? Yeah, man, our God's so big. I don't care what you've done. And as strong as I've talked against this, I want you to understand the forgiveness and grace of God is so much greater than what you, you could have done wrong. It says this in verse 7, For God has not called us for impurity, but 
for holiness, to be set apart. Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God. So if you don't hear anything that I've said according to the word of God, you're not rejecting what I'm saying. You're rejecting God's truth on the matter. Who gives his Holy Spirit to you. God wants you to be holy, set apart, different from the world. It's going to be hard. It's going to cost you. You're going to have to give up some things, things that you watch. But understand, keep that bar high. This is, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where my bar is going to stay. And when things start to try to pull it down, I need friends that are going to help to me to push that bar back up. Be a friend like that. When you see a friend going down, you are picking them up. That's what the body of Christ is supposed to be. Let's not drift. God's got so much planned for you. Let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you so much. Lord, it's sort of an intense talk, um, but there's just truth here, God, and you've got such a plan. And God, I just want these students to understand um, that their lives right now can bring you honor and, and glory right now. And Lord, let the decisions that they make, may they be rooted in their self-worth in you, and may they give you honor and glory. May they choose to walk and run away from the things of this world and run to you. And God, I just ask that you'll put friends around them that will run with them. Uh, God, we want to be a, a power for you, uh, not so that our church can be great. We just want your name to be great. And uh, Lord, so help us in homeschool groups, in the high school, in the middle school, wherever we go. God, use us, bind us to, together to be the body of Christ set apart. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.